0: You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 120. Today, I am having one of my very own, a girl on my team, Danielle Prawl, on the podcast. She is a digital strategist, an author, an entrepreneur, a mom, and she loves to help women create lives and businesses that they are absolutely in love with. She is also one of my most valued Irreplaceable employees. And let's be honest, this California girl is brilliant. She is such a light in my life. I can't imagine going through the workday without chatting with her, which we'll talk about in this show. After being dealt a difficult hand in life, she has overcome so many obstacles with her amazing sense of humor in tow, and she's on a mission to help others get to where they want to be while still breaking all the rules. I am just so excited to have Danielle on the show to introduce you guys to her. She has been with me for the last two years. She's seen the evolution of the brand and helped me through some of the biggest strategy mind busters I've walked through. Before we dive into today's interview, I want to share the review of the week from Shauna Peters. She says, I'm not sure that anyone can articulate just how awesome Jenna is. Don't take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. You will not be sorry. Jenna is a fresh and fun and full of awesome kind of girl, and she applies awesome information for your business. You won't find a more authentic show where you feel right at home. She gives more than she takes. She is such a gift to female entrepreneurs. Thank you so much, Shauna. For those words, I love seeing your reviews. So if you want to have your review featured on the show, hop into iTunes, leave a review. I read every single word that you guys write, and it truly helps get the word out about Gold Digger, and it also helps us get the kind of guests that you want to have on this show. So what do you say, guys? Are you ready to dive in and meet my main girl, my strategy queen, an incredible California gal, Danielle?
1: Let's do it. you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Guess what?
0: I know you. You want to know something I know about you? You're not a huge fan of sponsors and ads on your favorite shows. You probably hit that little button to skip through them so that you can just get to the point of the episode. Trust me, I get it. That's why I'm doing something a little outlandish, and I am dropping all of our sponsors for the Gold Digger podcast. Call me radical, call me crazy, but I set out to make a show that was filled with the free education our industries were lacking, and I am jumping right back into alignment with that vision. So this show is brought to you by our totally free guide, Five Easy Ways to Grow Your Email List. You can get your hands on it at jkemaillist.com. That's right, a guide that will get you started help you understand why email lists matter, and teach you to know what to send. My biggest business regret is not starting an email list sooner, so this episode is dedicated to not letting you make the same mistake. Head to jkemaillist.com and get growing that list of yours. Now, what do you say? Are you guys ready to jump into today's episode? Let's do it. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you for hanging out with me, even though you hang out with me every day.
2: I know. I'm I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having
0: me. I feel so fancy. Well, you should because you're the best expert and I don't know what took me so long in getting you onto the show. So before we dive into all of the strategy goodness, why don't we take our listeners on a little joy ride through the life of Danielle? So what does life look like for you? What are you about? How your career kind of has shaped up? Tell us all about you.
2: Yeah. So currently I'm a mom, a new mom, of course. I work with you. You're wonderful. I spend my days, you know, like working from home, balancing like mom, career, all (laughs) of that. And I feel like my journey has taken so many different twists and turns that like it would be a whole episode just to talk about how I got to where I am today. But basically, I just love like empowering women like you just to, you know, be, do and have everything in every way possible. That's what I really just love. and. Kind of like lights me up. And I'm also obsessed with like automation in life. I think it's such a cool, inspiring thing. But I used to actually do hair and had my own hair business. And I've built other types of businesses in my life. I've always kind of been an entrepreneur and knew from a very young age that there was more to the world than like just going to a job that I hated, doing things I didn't love. And I've always kind of had that in my mind to like reach for more. And I didn't always know like how to get there or what that would look like. But it's really started to shape up in my life. And it's it's been pretty incredible.
0: So how did you transition out of hair into doing what you're doing today? Because it's like two totally different worlds. So talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so I thought to myself, I was always really good at school. And I was always a incredible student. So I had all these opportunities and scholarships and great colleges and all of these things. But I was like, I want to run my own business. Like I was the one who would show up the first day of like college and be like, okay, these are all the things on the syllabus that need to get done. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to do them. And then I'm going to turn them all in tomorrow. And then I'm just kind of kind of like be done with it you know, it doesn't really work that way. So I was like, I'm just going to go to hair school, I can then have my own schedule, I can run my own business, all of these things. So that's what I set out to do. And then I kind of realized, like, okay, I'm stuck, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. location based, like, I was trying to travel more at the time. And I was like, if I leave, I'm going to lose clients. And then I was like, with the internet, I was like, this is incredible that you could possibly have these businesses and these dreams that run and allow you to build a life that you love. And so I got an offer kind of to sell out of my hair business. And I took it at the time and kind of gave my clients away and, you know, just said, I'm going to jump and go for it. And I kind of looked around at opportunities. And I started seeing things online that you could do. And so I just started taking them, even the lowest possible opportunities that were quite frankly, I thought at the time below me, I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to learn. And a lot of people initially started needing like support help in their businesses. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started there. And I really learned about internet marketing and digital strategy from the ground up that way. And I would spend my nights and weekends like learning every possible thing I could. But I've been reading about like internet strategy and marketing and systems and automation and all these things for years. They just kind of shaped beautifully as this whole picture and everything kind of came together with the opportunities. And I just kept putting, you know, one foot in front of the other. And that's how I ended up here.
0: It's so funny because when I go to explain you to somebody and your role on my team, I feel like you're inexplainable. Because what's so funny, and I know that when Kate joined the team, I had told her all about you. And I was like, you know, I don't even know what Danielle does, but I know that I couldn't do what I do without Danielle. And you do this next level stuff. And I remember the first time my sister saw you, she's like, I would have never guessed that that was the brain behind your business because you are just this beautiful California girl with a brain that I cannot even explain in words. So how do you think you understood and like learned all of that crazy online strategy and stuff?
2: Yeah. So I just think that like, it's one of those things where we work really well together. And Mm -hmm. I like to hear what someone loves to do and kind of the end point and the goal. And from there, I like to really work backwards. And the way I like to put it is we're almost predicting what people are going to do inside of like funnels and reading emails and all of these things. And I kind of work backwards from there. I'm like, okay, if I were a user, and I did this, what should happen next? Or why would I do that? Or what would call me to? So I don't really know how to exactly explain it. But I really like you know learning tech and making things run on automation and then from there I kind of just try to bring in behavioral patterns of what real people want and the way that they would interact with the technology pieces and that's kind of I don't know if I'm
0: explaining it well but that's kind of what I do yeah. It's pretty cool because, and we can talk about this, but you've worked with me over the past two years. You were technically my first like contractor hire, because I remember somebody was asking me like, who does the support for you? And I was like, what do you mean? I do all the support myself. They're like, no, like who answers those like simple questions if somebody needs help with a course or a login? And I was like, oh no, that's me. And I remember you know, first having you come on my team, like I barely had to train you, you were just a very much a self starter, you understood it, you had been doing it for other people. And so it was a really easy transition. But talk a little bit about kind of what's evolved in the last two years, because your role has significantly changed from where we once started.
2: Yeah. So as you said, you contracted me at first to do support. I was still doing a little bit of support for people, but I really enjoyed the strategy and the technology pieces, especially when it comes to launching and funnels and all of that kind of stuff. But I actually... You had someone at the time doing that role. And so I was like, yeah, I'd love to help out. Like, that's totally fine. Like, I was very much addicted to work at the time. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big outlet for me. So I literally filled every waking hour of my life with work. So I was like, sure, extra (laughs) stuff I could do. Why not? And then I remember you actually reaching out to me, you know, you needed help on a launch and being like, hey, can you do this stuff? And I was like, yeah, actually, that's kind of where my expertise is. Like, I'm totally not a great support person. I mean, I am, but that's not what fills me up inside. And so when you were like, yeah, like, I need help doing these other things. I was like, yeah, I could do that all day long. And so when that opportunity arose, like I really started working on your launches. And then from there, you know, especially after I had the baby, you were like, "Okay, what does the dream world and day and life for Danielle look like? And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? No one really has ever asked me that, which is so weird because I spend every day asking other people that and trying to make those Mm -hmm. dreams come true for them. And I rarely took the time before to kind of think on those things. And I was about to have a baby, and you were like, okay, like I would love it if you came on, you know, and worked kind of with me full time. Like, is that something you'd be interested in? And you were so nice about it because you're like, okay, I'm not going to push you into a corner and like make you do this, but if you want to <laughs> do it and that's yes. right for you, I would love it. And I was like, you know what? I think that might be something. Worth exploring because you have such a genius business mind and all of these things that you want to do. And as I mentioned before, we just work really well together, like dialing in ideas and how to make them happen. And I was like, you know what? I love working with you. And especially after I had the baby, it's like my perspective on time changed so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, if I have just one thing to focus on more life balance to be able to be present with my daughter, like, I need less clients. And the one that I feel like working the best and the most with is really you. And that's why I kind of came on with you now as like, literally my only client.
0: I know. What was that transition like? Because before you did that, how many clients were you serving and what were your days like? Because I think a lot of people, when you start out freelancing or as a contractor, you know, it's that chase for more and more and more. And I know that your life just in general has significantly shifted when you made that change. So what did it look like before?
2: Yeah. So before I didn't really set up an intentional business plan. I really started in this industry out of a complete life change, which is a whole other Lifetime Movie Network story. (laughs) And so at the time, I just dove headfirst into work without being intentional about what I was doing or why. I just wanted to learn everything all at once and serve everybody. And it went like at one point I literally had like 8 to 10 clients at one time which may not seem like crazy but it's just me like I'm a, I was a one woman show so from the minute I woke up in the morning till the minute I went to sleep it was managing Like, I swear, I was like a fireman, like just putting out fires all day long, (laughs) like this person would pop up needing this, or this wasn't done, or this broke, and I'd have to jump in and fix it. Because, you know, very much with technology, when we use platforms that we don't own or haven't created, inevitably problems will happen. And so it was just constant, like jumping when someone needed me, and I was so exhausted. And then especially... During my pregnancy, like I was working all of the time, you know, and I was just thinking to myself, I don't know how I'm going to manage all of this and a baby and like live Mm -hmm. a life. And so, especially after I had her, I started to realize like what I'm doing for work is taking time literally away from my child. And so, it should be really intentional, focused time that matters and means something to me. And so, I think, you know, just taking a step back and saying, okay, what does my life look like? What do I want my days to be like? And is it serving the most important things to me? And mm-hmm. so I totally redesigned how I was doing things. I started charging more and working with less people. And then I got really targeted in what I was doing with the digital marketing strategies and the tech and the funnels. And then when you had a major need for that in your business, it was really just a fit for us kind of to work together. And inevitably, this is how we ended up here. So, you know, now I get. I love it. I know. Now I get to like wake up and I have like a morning routine and I have like hours that I try to stay within and Mm -hmm. like actual focused work. And it's, I mean, it's been life changing.
0: I think it's been really awesome to watch you navigate. And, you know, as someone who's not currently a mom, it's been really inspiring because I see that you still have that drive and that fire. And I think one of my biggest fears in becoming a mom is like, am I just going to lose all of this drive that I have and like want to just sit on the couch with my child, which of course you do want to do that. But I think what's been really awesome is just seeing you chase that balance. And I think we all know balance is this elusive unicorn. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that we should stop pursuing it. And I think that, you know, looking at your daughter and the time that you guys get to spend together... And just seeing like Instagram stories of you out on a walk or enjoying the beach or whatever that looks like. I think that that didn't exist for you a year ago. And even through your pregnancy, it was like you were working yourself to the bone to get to maternity leave, which was just crazy,
2: right? Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. (laughs) And I remember you messaging me sometimes and being like, log off. Like, why are you? Get out here. What are you doing? (laughs) but for me like i love work i love what i do and i feel so blessed like i went to a new moms group when i first had my daughter and all these moms were like crying like oh my god i have to go back to work like how am i going to do this and i cannot <laughs> imagine having to leave her And, you know, sometimes it is hard, like balancing both things. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I get to be there for all those important moments. And I also get to have a career and a life that I love. And so you're right, like a year ago, you're (laughs) absolutely right, I did not do (laughs) half of these things. But I get Mm -hmm. to have both. And it's not always Mm -hmm. easy, but it's definitely amazing.
0: One of the things that you have taught me so much about business, and I think that the reason why you and I work together so well is that we're not afraid to have those like harder conversations or to challenge each other. And I think that the reason why you are this person in my life that I can't imagine my life without is because we're not afraid to have those conversations. So even when you were working for multiple people and I I basically said to you, I said, I just want you to know that if there is a shift in your life when your baby is born, and you don't want to keep going at the speed you're at, I am interested in trying to make something work. And I think that we've navigated so many of these growing pains that could totally pull people apart or pull teams apart. And I think that it's really taught me like you and I, I feel like I could tell you anything and we could have a conversation and there's, there's not like emotion involved in the sense of like hurt feelings or you know, wondering what somebody really meant when they said something. So have you always been like upfront like that? Or what have you kind of learned as you've come into your own and really just taken control of your life? Yeah, no,
2: that's a great point. Like, I feel the same way. And you're so sweet in saying that, like, I feel like I could tell you anything. And that's why I think you're right. We do work well together. But I am very much and have been in my life, either well, I don't know how to explain it. Like either a people pleaser, like I like Mm -hmm. to make people happy, like I like to solve problems for them. But, and then there was a point in my life, probably in like teenage years where I did not care whatsoever about making people (laughs) very upset, you know, I was kind of like rebellious and in your face. And really, as I've come into my own, you know, now, I feel like I'm okay with saying like, this is what I need. And if that's not okay with you, then that's totally fine. Because mm-hmm. I know that there is a space that is perfect for me. And it just so happens that this space in working with you is what really serves me in my life the best. And I feel like it also serves you Which is Mm -hmm. beautiful. But when you're up front about like what you need and what kind of things you want to be doing, like you're more happy. And there was a long time I feel like I put down my own needs for other
0: people and it never works out. You know, mm-hmm. it never Absolutely. works out. So one thing that I love about you, and I think that we have totally incorporated as a team, is just mindset and manifestation and, you know, going into things with the purest of intentions and with sincere hearts. So talk to me about because you've seen many, many, you know, six figure launches and many different results. So how does manifestation play a part in this business?
2: I feel like it's honestly everything. And there was a time in my life where I thought that that was like the biggest load of crap on the planet. And I was like, okay, if you just work really hard and you do it nonstop and you take action and you show up every day, like you'll get results. And then I came into this industry and in Working on all these incredible launches, I started to really see these people who were making insane impact, insane amounts of money, like having beautiful launches, helping all of these people with complete ease and joy. And I was like, "How in the world is that possible?" And I started to really like dive headfirst into the mindset stuff. And I'd always really been kind of a student of that kind of thing. I just didn't realize how big of a part it. Played. And I think when you're like, this is so woo-woo of me, but I feel like when you're an energetic match for something, Mm -hmm. it's going to come so much easier and more flowy and more aligned than if you're just like forcing it with your nose to like the grindstone. So I think Mm -hmm. it's possible to have huge results, even if you're not doing the mindset sort of work. But like that last launch that we had for the photo Mm -hmm. lab, like we were talking about that was the least amount I have ever worked during a launch ever. Mm -hmm. And we still got incredible results. Everyone was happy. And I think it's because we all are doing our own personal work to have balance, Mm -hmm. like focus on the goal we want, showing up with intention and everything was just so much
0: easier. I think so too. And, and I think this goes, I mean, I think this is worth mentioning, but I mean, when you first came on my team, I was taught that launching is so stressful and you're going to work around the clock and everyone needs to be up at all hours in case anything goes wrong. And it was very frantic. It was very frazzled. It was very stressful. And at one point, I remember thinking like, is this what this is? Like, why are there so many people doing this? Yes, you make a lot of money. But I mean, it was like we were preparing for doomsday in a sense. (laughs) And I realized like, I don't, I don't want it to be that. And you have literally seen the evolution of launching from launch one to where we are today. And I think that what is so incredible about it is that so many people approach launching from desperation. They have to make this money. They have to sell this many things. They have to. And I think that what is really awesome about our team is that I think we say like we get to like we get to show up and teach to thousands of people. We get to create something that could help somebody. And I think that, you know, just seeing the evolution of launching and and this last launch, every single person on the team was logged off over the weekend. Nobody signed in. Every single person worked a regular day. It might've been at odd hours because of webinars, but it still was a regular day. And I think that even if and we did we fell short on my giant crazy income goal, but there was zero desperation. And in fact, it was my best launch yet, maybe not financially, but it was the easiest it felt the best. And I feel like our team just came together in this like magical way.
2: Yeah, it was really incredible. And just like you were saying, I think so many times in business and in life, we are playing by these rules that aren't even ours, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, everything has to be so hard and this and this and that and I remember seeing so many things on the internet about like, oh hustle, hustle, this and and it's like I don't want maybe that works for some people, but I don't want to be like that. And we had that Mm -hmm. conversation. You're like, I don't want it to be that way. And if you you know you change your mind about it, like it can be easy and you get to write like your own rules. Like you do Mm -hmm. have to do the work and show up like you said, but it doesn't have to be this torturous tumultuous process. And you can still have incredible results. And I think that's the really beautiful thing about the way that you're leading in your business is that it's not about like, okay, you guys, this is going to be the worst week ever, but we have to do it, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. Oh, I don't want to do anything that's the worst. Oh, it's like, things should be
2: fun. And if they're not fun, then why are we doing it? You know? Right,
0: right. So One of the things that you do the best for me, there's no one like you when it comes to this, is I feel like you are the first person I come to when I have a crazy idea. And usually I'll say, I have a weird idea. Can I voice text you? And I think that what is so awesome is the way that you can reverse engineer things and figure out ways that we can work smarter and not harder. So when we talk about automation, which I think is one of your biggest gifts, your superpower, how can entrepreneurs start automating things in their life? No matter what they're doing, what are certain things that can be automated that can totally free you up to do other things? Oh, I feel
2: like honestly, everything can be automated, mm-hmm. really. I mean, except for a customer service experience, right? Like that's the personal touches sometimes go a long way in that, but there's even ways that can be really automated. Mm-hmm. I just think anything that you're doing in your business that is draining your energy, or maybe you don't love doing, like you can either create a system for it, you can outsource it, or you can automate it. And all of those things sometimes go well together. But I think if something's not fun for you, you need to outsource it. And you say something that's been like a big light bulb for me in my life as well, Mm -hmm. is that time is not a renewable resource, but money is. So if you can outsource something, even if it kind of costs money, it buys your time back. And that allows you to create other things that will probably bring you more money. So Mm -hmm. I just think any little thing can be automated, honestly, like from funnels to canned responses to You know, even if you don't like like where we started, you don't like answering your customer service emails or not even not like them. But maybe you're not the best person for that job. There's more important things you could be doing in your business. Then that's something you should outsource right away. Like you can hire someone, walk them through the process, have them screen report, record like you doing that, and then have them create Mm -hmm. systems as they're going along for how to solve those problems. And voila, you have a repeatable business manual that took you maybe one time to create.
0: Hey, hey, sorry to jump in here, but I wanted to pop back in with a dose of encouragement and a little extra something something for you. You probably keep hearing top marketers say, it's all in the list, it's all in the list, and you're wondering what list they are talking about. Surely it cannot be your to-do list. That's a mile long. They are talking about email lists, and rightfully so. Email marketing is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And to celebrate that simple fact, I created a totally free guide, five, Easy ways to grow your email list, and you can get your hands on it for free at jkemaillist. dot com. Again, hop to jkemaillist. dot com to get your guide. Hit pause, get your hands on it, and get more resources all devoted to growing that email list of yours. And then, of course, you can jump back into this awesome episode. Hmm, I think that is like the best advice is like we've created almost a resource library in our business. And since we all work remote, it's been so helpful for us to share how to do certain things. I find myself screen recording things every single week just to show something. And I think that that way you're putting your team in a position to learn without feeling bad about asking. If they don't get it the first time, there's no apology necessary because they can just watch it again to get it. One thing that I think has been been so interesting, and I was actually thinking about it this morning while I was on a walk, is that We continue to evolve in this team. And I think we're getting very good at figuring out what our gifts are and then figuring out how to continue to outsource. So I feel like we're on this outsourcing spree. Even the other day, Danielle, you said, yeah, I can do that, but I'm probably not the best at it or it's not where I find the most joy. So what are your favorite parts of your job that you do? Like, what do you really love to do? I love... Honestly, getting to like chat with
2: you all day is probably my favorite.
0: Like, I know I'm sure people- we talk about like what we yeah. eat and like how the baby's doing and what we're doing for the weekend. Exactly. Yes. No, that is
2: a, one of my favorite parts of the job. But honestly, people probably listen to this and they're like, okay, is Jenna like really like that in real life? And you totally are. But really working with you. I I love chatting with you, but I love hearing your big, crazy ideas and the challenges that it bring, like, okay, I want to create this, how do we do it? Like, how do we make it the easiest Mm -hmm. possible? And I say, okay, like, let me think about this. And just reverse engineering it, setting up funnels, like on automation, I love like doing all the evergreen stuff. And for people who don't know what those things are, I'm so sorry, but they, I love them. They're the best. (laughs) All of the crazy, like tech stuff, just allowing things to run on their own, where you can kind of remove yourself from the experience, but it's still all of you. I think that's just Mm -hmm. really the dream. I mean, it's the best.
0: I think so too. One of the things that I think is so awesome, if, if you're running a business by yourself and you don't have somebody that can help you dissect your ideas, I think that oftentimes we get these ideas and we either A, start moving with them before they're refined or B, there's so much that needs to be done, we get paralyzed. And I think that those are the two things that I see in entrepreneurs that are holding them back from doing their best work. And so what I think is so good is like, I'll bring to you a very, very rough idea. And then we will go back and forth, sometimes for months, kind of hashing it out and saying, how does this feel? Or what do you think about this? And what I think is so incredible, and what I was actually just talking to a peer about today is she was saying, she's like, I feel like I have to do this, but I hate doing it. And I was like, you don't have to do anything. Like your job is to not make fear-based decisions, because when you say you have to do something, you're acting out of fear of either how people will respond or if people will purchase or whatever that looks like. And so what I think is so cool about having somebody on the inside of your business, or even just a trusted friend that kind of sees your overall vision is the refining process. And so I feel like, Danielle, you and I have gone through this refining process on so many different projects. And right now, Danielle's building the biggest email funnel we've ever built in my entire life. And what's so great is that I can have this idea, and I might not understand every piece of how this is actually going to work. But having somebody that kind of challenges and pushes back and says, well, what will this look like? Or what's next? Or what is the goal? So Let's talk a little bit kind of about how we collaborate. I mean, one thing is, is we talk on Slack all day and kind of check in with each other. What are other tools or things that we do in terms of creating systems within the business? And how does that kind of craft your role as the strategy, you know, expert?
2: Yeah. So I think that as creative human beings you have so many ideas and a lot of times that can be overwhelming and you feel like you have to be doing all the things right. And, I think when you stop looking at other people in the industry and what they're doing and thinking that you have to like mimic that, like it's great Mm -hmm. to get inspiration, but knowing what your business is and what you do and who you serve is huge because then you're playing by your own rules and like not comparison. And so I think that's a really huge way that we collaborate is you are Jenna, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have a really clear defined brand, you have a very big, like, scope of what it is you do and who you serve and what you want to be doing and how you want to do it. That's number one. And then from there, I think we kind of just figure out, okay, how can we best serve people what do we like doing? How is it fun? And then from there, how can we make it run in a way that you can kind of step back and still have that balance? Because people don't understand when you have all these people in a course, or you're doing this huge launch, like you put out so much content and so many things and serve so many people that if you really had to be in every step of every process. Like you would be burnt out and you wouldn't have a business Mm -hmm. after like a week. Mm -hmm. So I just try to figure out, okay, these are the things that we're doing every day. These are things that need to get done. This is the experience we want our customers to have. And then how do we create a system that works behind the scenes for us so that we can serve that many more people the next day?
0: Absolutely. And I think we keep coming back to balance. I think that both of us challenge each other to pursue balance in our lives and in our businesses and to really think about how we are creating content that serves in a long-term way and not just one-off content. Because I think A lot of people complain that they have too much stuff to create. They can't keep up with it, yet they're creating without seeing the bigger picture. So it's stuff that kind of dies. And so you've really helped me pursue balance in creating in a really smart way. So if you could give listeners one piece of work-life balance advice, what would that be?
2: Oh, man. I would say, okay, if you... In life and in business, you should write out like on a piece of paper, three like major priorities, right? Either priorities or things that you enjoy that are fun. And then when something arises, I would just look at that list and say, is it going to serve one of these things? Right. Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, no and you're not super excited in your bones, like just lit up about doing it, then don't do it. (laughs) That would Mm -hmm. be my thing. Because like, for me, if I look at like, okay, what's important to me? You know, my business is important to me, my baby is important to me, you know, certain things in my life are important to me. So when things come up, like, no matter what it is in business or in life, can you do this? If it adds to one of those things, then yes. If it takes away from one of those things, then no. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. I think one thing too, that you and I have both gotten really good at as we started protecting balance is using things like Slack so that we can still communicate, but you can also see when people aren't online. And so if you're currently texting people all the time, like it was stressing us both out because you know you're on a different time zone i would text you early in the morning you're probably not even awake yet you work more at night i'm already done and so what's been so beautiful is that we ask each other for permission like can i voice text you is now a good time and i think that that's been so powerful and i think that sometimes we forget to look at like that progress in the pursuit of balance because we're really just protecting each other and we know like we both have work tendencies. We love what we do. It's a beautiful thing. But I think that there's so much power too in protecting one another. And knowing, you know, that one text about work on a Saturday afternoon could send us spiraling into working on a Saturday afternoon. And that is something that I've learned from you 110%.
2: See, I'm so happy because I feel like I don't know, a lot of times I see like in my mind, this big picture and how things link together and why they're important. And I'm not always great at it explaining it. But I think that sometimes when you're in your business, you love it so much that you spend a lot of time working on it. But having those boundaries and Being able to take a step back and have the time away is great. And things like Slack empower us to do that because we can message back and forth. But then if I want to go for a walk or you want to be off for the day or you're on vacation or whatever, it's still there. Mm -hmm. You can come back to it later. Mm -hmm. It's not a 911 thing. And when it's on your phone and people are texting you, it's really hard to ignore that where Uh I mean, we're so fortunate that we work in an industry where if something goes wrong, or there's a red flag, or something's broken or needs fixed, no one is going to die. And I think that really, (laughs) you know, I think that really came into perspective for me, my mom was a sheriff growing up. So like, if she had a bad day at work, like someone died, you know what I mean? Yes. And if we have a bad day, it's like, okay, something broke, like, let's fix it. Nothing is an emergency. No one's bleeding out on the Mm. floor, like you can step away and come back to it. And so I think just empowering yourself to do that in your business is huge. And like, why would you not do it?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you could dream up three tidbits of advice for the listeners on chasing their dreams in their own terms, what kind of things would you share?
2: Oh my gosh. So we've been talking a lot lately about dreaming, right? And allowing yourself Mm -hmm. to dream again. So I would say number one, like think about what your dream life would look and feel like and like actually really Mm -hmm. spend the time like figuring that out in every area. Like I don't know. Some people, it's like, okay, if you had a million dollars, that used to be the thing that they would say, right? What would you do every Mm -hmm. day? And it's hard for people to actually put that into perspective, but really like, what would your day be like? Mm-hmm. What would your life be like? Like, where would you live? What would you spend your days doing? And I think that's really important to think about, number one, because let's say, like me, you like to travel. Well, obviously, sitting in a corporate office is not going to allow you to travel all day on your own terms, unless it's like you're traveling for work, in which case, if that's something you like, then great. But like, for me, you know, owning a brick and mortar business that I have to show up to every day or working in corporate America does not fit Danielle's. So- So those are paths that obviously are never going to serve my life dreams. And then I would say number two would be give yourself permission to have it because we all live by these rules that other people created and told us stories about that we sometimes just believe to be true. And I have to say, like, I've been through a lot of crazy things in my life. Nothing anyone has ever told you is true. But you will always manifest and make true the things that you believe, which is kind of a crazy thing. But like, if you think that you can have this wonderful life, living out these incredible passions, serving people, loving it, like then... It can be true. So I'd say just really give yourself permission to have number two, like what it is you want. That's huge because a lot of times we say, like, oh yeah, it's easy for Jenna to have this amazing business and dreams and this and that, but it's not for me because I'm not, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like that's all crap. And then number Mm -hmm. three, I would say take at least one action every day that gets you closer to that dream or that goal. Because you have to first, like, know where you're going, believe you can have it, and then take the action to start getting yourself there. Like, you can't just sit in your basement of your mom's house, like, crying, eating, you know, cookies, like, journaling out your dreams, and then just never leave and expect that you're going to wind up as this, you know, super happy, fulfilled person, right? Like, you have to take (laughs) the action along with it.
0: I love that. One thing our team is doing, and I need to keep going on it, is we're working through Lauren Zander's book. She was on the podcast, and it's Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. And I feel like it's been so fun having almost a book club of being challenged in the way of really defining those dreams. And I think that one thing that I have learned so much from working with you is that you cannot run a business based on fear. And I think that having a team, it can be scary because you want to keep your team, you want to treat them well, you want them to love what they do. And what I've learned is giving your team the autonomy to learn new skills or to try different things or to pursue their own dreams parallel to yours. I think that that is the way to do it. And I feel like so often, we fear that our team's going to leave us or we're going to invest in them, and then they're going to go. And so it's been really fun challenging myself to create a team culture. What has that kind of looked like? Because I mean, you've seen the full evolution. Oh,
2: it's so cool. Like I feel like you're a really incredible person to work with and for because you're never saying like, hey, you have to choose like me or something else, right? Like you've never once said that. You've mm-hmm. always said like I want everyone on my team to chase their dreams in tandem with me. And like you said, that book that we're reading, it's been so incredible. You were like, oh my gosh, I like this book. You guys should check it out. Like I'm sending you all mm-hmm. one. And I mean I started reading it. It was so good. My mom was actually visiting me. She started reading it and like went on Amazon and sent it to her house. So it was there when (laughs) she got back. But she's like, This is great. I'm like, I know. Jenna sent it to me. But just creating that culture where we serve you and your business, allowing you to live out your dreams. You're always the first one to say, like, hey, I want to support your dreams as well. And like, how can I support you and what you're doing? And how can I make your life easier or like, what do you need from me today? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're really great about supporting that culture. And you even said this year, like, if there's anything that we want to learn, like, you know, within reason, like you're not going to yeah. send us to astronaut school. <laughs> Although that would be cool. Right. Um, so just supporting us as individuals in the business. And personally, I think is huge, because if you make it a competition for someone that works for you, where you can either serve me all the time, and it's not about you or your life, like then people mm-hmm. are eventually going to leave I think, because they don't feel like they have what they need, or that they can't Mm -hmm. be themselves, or create what they want in their life. But if you make it not a competition, and kind of like a collaboration, where it's like, yes, you work in my business, and you're supporting my dreams, but I also want to make space for you to have what you want in your Mm -hmm. life. Then it's like, we're serving each other. And it's not just like, a huge take, 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 which can be draining for people.
0: Absolutely. So speaking of your dreams, let's talk about your book. Danielle wrote and is launching a book. I can't even get over it. I don't even know how you did it. So tell all the listeners about this recent project of yours.
2: Oh my gosh. So I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. And talk about like fears and going for your dreams. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm like, who am I to write a book? Like, why does anyone care what I have to say? Like we all have those negative things yes. like in our minds, but you can't let them stop you. I had like a crazy life experience, which obviously is a long story. But I wrote a whole book about it, where I was like living this like pretty great lifestyle. And I was married to someone who basically disappeared overnight. I lost everything that I owned, and found out he was basically a con man. So like super long story. But it was about like me saying like, okay, as a woman. I have to now stand on my own. And how am I going to create the life that I want on my own? Because I think so many times in life, you know, you see these like trophy wives or these women who have things and you think, oh, you know, she must be married to someone rich, or she, you know, this or that, like, we can't, I don't know, there's like almost the stigma where you can't have things without someone giving them to you. Mm-hmm. Which is not true at all. But I think that that's a belief that some people have, like, oh, if I want, you know, a designer handbags in a nice car and to live in a nice place, like, well, you better marry rich, you know. And being able to create life and success and the life that you want for yourselves as women, I feel like is so super important. So when that situation happened for me, I think I looked around my life and so many people were like, oh, well, you know, I'm from Wyoming originally. And they're like, oh, well, are you going to move home now? Because, you know you don't have a man to support you sort of thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I always felt like, I'm not this type of life and be able to do things that I want to do, because I decided to give myself that. And Mm -hmm. I started writing about that situation in just kind of a humor relief sort of way, to kind of get through it. And I remember sharing some of it on a blog, and I got like incredible response from it. And all these people were like, dying to like read more. And they just kind of enjoyed like the rawness and the vulnerability of it. And i like, I feel like I'm pretty honest in the book that like life isn't perfect. And it doesn't always look The way you think that it should. You know, I'm not like this perfect person who's done everything right, and I will never claim to be. But I do know that even when things are hard, even when this situation looks terrible, like as women, it's our responsibility to lift ourselves up and support others in lifting themselves up because we really are all connected, and we are one. And it is so important to teach the next generation of women that we can have be and do it all. And so in writing the book, there were so many times that I was like, okay, this is stupid, no one's ever going to read it. And I think that that's why it's kind of at least the parts of it that I have shared with other people has resonated because I wrote it in a way as if no one would ever read it. So it's very raw and real and funny and vulnerable. And it takes you on this journey of literally my life being demolished and the way that I rebuilt it more with intention and how you can kind of go through those things and give yourself either the opportunity to rebuild a life that you love and you like, maybe even more. Or you can say this is terrible. My life sucks. The world hates me like I give up, you know. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of just takes you really through that journey for me in real time of what I kind of went through. And hopefully keeps other people from kind of making some of the same mistakes that we all inevitably make during (laughs) those processes.
0: That is so amazing. I cannot wait to read it. I'm so excited. I've gotten to see little bits behind the scenes as you've gotten prepared to launch it. So where can everybody find you and connect with you? And guys, you cannot steal her. She is mine, but good try. <laughs> yeah. So I
2: have a website, obviously. It's just DaniellePrawl dot com. And if you want to read about the book, it's forward slash book. And you can get on the wait list and know when it kind of like launches. But Most of the time I'm really hanging out in Jenna Kutcher land, like building cool stuff behind (laughs) the scenes, like, you know, trying to just create fun stuff for all the people who follow everything that we do. I mean, it's just been so cool seeing the evolution, honestly, from the inside out of Mm -hmm. your business. And I think that you've done a really incredible job in staying true to who you are as it has grown. So I just wanted to tell you that.
0: I can't imagine my life without you being in it every day. I have, I literally, you guys have the best team. And it's just so crazy because two years ago, I didn't have any team. And I know I talk about that so often on the show, but you're getting to see these women that are changing the name of the game for me and for you because they're helping me do these things. So thank you so much for serving me and all of my people so well. And I'm so excited that we finally got you on the show. I know.
2: Thank you for having me. I- I just can't believe it. I think it's going to be really exciting.
0: Guys, how awesome is Danielle? I consider myself so lucky to have her on my team. I feel like everyone in their business and in their journey needs to have somebody that they can bounce ideas off of. And Danielle is exactly that for me. She is the execution queen behind this brand. A few of my biggest takeaways came from when Danielle was just talking about time. Time is not a renewable resource. And so we really have to figure out how we can best invest our time money. On the other hand, you can go out and make more of it. And so if you're doing things in your job that just don't feel right, or you're not gifted at, or you're about to dread, it's time to get that off of your plate. And I think that Danielle has been that person for me and we've evolved her career, her job, her passions as things have changed. Another thing that I love about Danielle is that she says that you can write your own rules. And I think that she has led that and she's taught that to me. If things aren't exciting for you anymore, if there's something on your plate that you are just really not looking forward to, how can you create a life that you love? And I think that that is something that we can all take away and challenge ourselves with, challenge ourselves to dream a little bit bigger, to write down those bold dreams and to ask ourselves if the things that we're about to do are helping us reach those bigger goals. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast.